0: Welcome to another David McCracken Ministries podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. What I'm about to give you in the next 25 minutes should take two and a half hours. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to simply get a handful of seed and I'm going to scatter it. And then you pick up what Father says pick up. Is Cool. Because I could feed you deeply for two and a half hours, or I could throw some seed in, you can feed yourself silly on the word of God. Sound good? Father, time is not a boundary to you. So, Father, you just want to speak now. How us to lean in, in Jesus' name. Upon the foundation of what I've already said, oh, amen. Um, upon the foundation, my wife tells me you, you, you go from praying into speaking, and you sort of don't, people don't know, is he still praying? What have we been doing? So, keep up, people. Um, I must have had something to eat of. gone on, loony. Um, upon the foundation and the whole focus of, I must be about my father's business. Did anyone receive that? Hearing from father, go back, what next, Lord? I encourage you to pick that up this week. Uh, God gave, I'm going to give you a couple different things here. But God gave me the statement, he dropped it into my spirit for us here this morning, is this statement, great diversity, great singularity. Great diversity, great singularity. And again, I'm just going to scatter. So is this being recorded or not? Okay, great. So get it, go over it, because I've only got time to scatter. What is the great diversity? Great diversity, great singularity. The great diversity is our expression and our activity. There can be great diversity in our expression and our activity. What we do, how we do it in church, in your life, how you do it, how you express. There can be great diversity, but only if it's around a great singularity. And I'm talking to leaders and pastors right now in the way you do church. This is, this is for everyone, but right now it's for people in the church that have a function of leading in a church on any level. Great diversity, tick, but only around a great singularity. And the great singularity is not God. It is towards God. The great singularity is towards God. Gave me, God gave me a prophetic picture. It's up on the screen. Um, he gave this to me in in, in worship a couple of weeks ago for you here for us here, and it was the word God. It was in a circle. This is like our church life, and and everything that we do has got a point towards God. That's the great singularity, because God is God. God is He doesn't He is complete. He is everything, but it's only powerful in people's lives if they're pointed towards Him. Does that make sense? And this is what the word of the Lord is, the validity of our expression and our activity. That is the great diversity. Let me say it again. I really need you to get this as I drop it. The validity. Everyone say the validity. The validity of our expression and our activity, in other words, the great diversity, is in whether it points people towards God. That's the great singularity. If it doesn't point people towards God, it's not valid in the church, okay? But we just like doing it, not valid. I'm just going to say it as it is. The, 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 the church is not another great organization like the Rotary Club and the Lions. and the, it's, not a, it's not just a, another great social um, help. It's, it's not just feeding the poor. All these things are wonderful, It is an expression of the kingdom of God. It is actually what the world needs. And there can be great diversity, but it must be connected to a great singularity, and that is, does it point people towards God? So I've got four questions, and this is the first section here. Is what we're doing a signpost or a detour? Is what we're doing a signpost or a detour? I want you to, again, if you want to take a photo of that screen, take a photo of the screen because I believe it's a prophetic statement for you. And this is as much in your life. Come on, every single one of us, young people at school, that is a prophetic statement for your life. You want a prophetic word? Does everything I do point people towards God? Does the way I speak to this person do Does the way I speak to my teacher? Does the way I do my homework? Does the way I do my work? Does the, how, to, how do I rock up on time? Do I rock up early? Is my attitudes, is the way that I don't gossip, but I actually pour um, water on fires, not um, petrol on fires in the church? Is the way I support my leaders? Is the way that I use my gifts? Come on, is it pointing people towards God or is it not? That is the great singularity. Your expression is valid if it points people to God. If it doesn't, it's not valid. Steve, you can't speak to me like that. I do. I've got the microphone. Listen. If it points people to God, it's valid. If it's not, it's it's just not valid. It's not valid. It's like interpretation. I can believe that if I want. If it's not what the original author intended, it's not valid. If it's not what God intended, your interpretation of the Bible is not valid. Your expression, your activity—is it a signpost? What does a signpost do? It points towards a destination. What is a detour? You might get to your destination, but it actually it causes delays, and you have to go a different, a longer way. Is what we're doing causing people to get to take longer to get towards God? It's not even if it takes them towards God, but is what we're doing actually taking longer? Is it a signpost? Or is it a detour? Number two, is it a distraction or a single focus? Your expression is valid, but if people are focused on your expression and they're not stepping towards God, your expression is not valid. It is a distraction. And I fear in the body of Christ we have so many distractions in worship and and other things that it's like, oh, we're thinking about that and we're looking at that and, wow, look at that and look at that. Is it a distraction or is it a single focus that we get people towards God? Number three, is it a stumbling block or a stepping stone? A step, a stumbling block is, is it getting in the way? Are people tripping over something when they should be stepping over something towards God? Number four, is what we're doing an invitation or an obligation? Everything we're doing is to point people towards God. Now, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. If, if it is pointing towards a version of God, which doesn't actually exist, but for the sake of language. If we are pointing people towards a version of God that is not God, then that is a stumbling block. Then that is a detour. And that is our an obligation. And they're actually not stepping towards God. They're stepping towards a religious thing that is actually a barrier to God. Is our lives, is our expression, come on, is your church meetings, is your small groups, is your, is your worship, is your word, is, is everything you're doing actually empowering people to step towards God or is it actually getting in the way? People are fighting for their own right to express and do what they want in church like it's their church. So the word of the Lord is great diversity, great singularity the end on that one. You can see how I could have spoken on that for an hour, right? Was that enough scattering? Here's the next one. You might not jump up and down quite so much. Be prepared for difficulties. God bless you, Steve. Someone turn his mic off. If you're going to be about your father's business, if you're going to fulfill and finish the work that God called you to do, if you are going to be one that has great diversity but with great singularity, you have to be prepared for difficulties and we have to have our theology back in line with the Word of God. But I want to show you something, Romans chapter 8 verse 15, God help me. We're doing good, we're doing good, we're good? I'm talking faster, you listening fast? Oh, great Romans eight fifteen, and if any of this excites you in this little next little bit feel free to verbalize it out of your mouth okay don't be scared Adrian are you ready okay the spirit you receive does not make you slaves come on So that you live in fear again. There is a spirit that brings fear, but that's not my spirit, says the Lord. The spirit, capital S, spirit that you receive does not make you a slave so that you live in fear again, but rather the spirit that you received brought about your adoption to sonship. You've received a spirit who is freedom and who brings you into sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. You have got a Father in heaven now because of the Spirit you have received. And the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, inheritors. Come on. We are heirs of God. We are co-heirs with Christ. And normally when I read this, that's where I stop. All of this is yours, if everyone say if, if indeed we share in His sufferings. Honestly, I preach this. I preach that passage dozens of times, and I never read the last, but I stop because I want people to feel good. But am I pointing them towards God? Whew. Stephen McCracken. If indeed we share in, you want this? You want this? You want this? If it's yours, if indeed we share in his sufferings, why? In order that we may share in his glory. Mm-mm-mm. And I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Now I've got to download, you've you got to listen quickly. Sufferance, I said be prepared for difficulties, because we don't want that. This What I just said in the last couple sentences, we don't hear that too much, because that's, that doesn't make me feel good. But all the stuff that is promised is only if you share in his sufferings. That's what it says. Now we know what sufferance is, it's difficulty, but I felt to look at it in the in the Strong's. Listen to this. I need you to get this. I need you to get this. Sufferings means to experience pain. We get that, right? But listen, listen to the language. See if you can pick up something here. To experience pain jointly or of the same kind, especially persecution, to sympathize, to suffer with, to feel pain together, to suffer evils in the like manner With another, listen to the word of the Lord. He said, in here, Paul said, in this, you can have all this if indeed we share in His sufferings. It doesn't say if indeed you suffer. Everything in, listen to the definition jointly, of the same kind, with, together, in the like manner with another, is in His sufferings. We have people that say if you're going through a hard time, it's, it's evidence that you're in the will of God. What nonsense, rubbish. I just want to slap you if you say that. Can it be evidence that you are in the will of God? Yes. Can it be evidence that you're being stupid and sinful and rebellious? Yes. My gosh, how stupid we are at times. It says, if indeed you share in His sufferings. Are you with me? If you share in his sufferings, and this is what the word of the Lord is, Jesus never, ever suffered for doing wrong. If you have people suffering for doing wrong, that's not what it's talking about. It says, blessed are you when you're persecuted for righteousness' sake, not for stupidity's sake. <laughs> Jesus only suffered for doing his Father's will. Come on, I need you to hear this. If indeed you share in his sufferings, why do you suffer? Because he was doing the will of God. That is the only connection we can make to this. If indeed you share in his sufferings to bring about his father's business. And it says, you, if indeed you share in his sufferings, you will also share in his glory. Listen to the word glory. To exalt to dignity in company. Glorify together. Both the word suffering and the word glory in the Greek is all about with another identifying. He says in here, if you, you can have all these things that the Spirit had brought about, your adoption, all these glorious things, if indeed you share in His sufferings for righteousness' sake, and you will indeed share in His glory with Him. That is glorious, isn't it? Seeing as, as you're enjoying this so much. Uh, John 16 verse 33. John 16, verse 33. We need to hear this, don't we? We need to hear this. We so need to hear this. We say it's bad news. I've even, and I'm being transparent, okay? I'm making myself vulnerable here right now. I have preached that passage so many times. And I stop after co-heirs with Christ. Because I don't want to lose the people. I'm seriously, I'm rebuking myself right now. Because we're missing out. Because he's saying Jesus is setting up, Peter was called by Jesus, rebuked by Jesus when he said, get behind me, Satan, which by the way was six verses after Jesus had said, you are blessed because this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood. That's crazy. Six verses after he was blessed. For having a revelation of who Jesus was, he's saying, you're not going to suffer. You're not going to suffer. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. When he stepping slipping, I'm saying, no, I don't want you to go through that t- tough time. We've got to be careful we're not preaching a wrong message here. But it's not suffering. It's not saying, just go through all your horrible, horrible life and it's okay. As God's, will. This is not what it is if you're sharing his suffering for righteousness' sake. But listen to what the word of the Lord is in John sixteen thirty three. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. How many how we like that part? Because in this world you will have trouble. This is Jesus. I'm thinking, if you want to get people to sign up to your organization, Jesus, you you probably got a better pep talk than that. But he says if you know the truth, the truth will set you free we got to know the truth. The truth is in Jesus, you can have peace. In this world, you're going to have trouble. But take heart. I've overcome the world. Come on. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's Here's the three equations for all you mathematicians. In Jesus equals having peace. That's good news. In me, you'll have peace. You'll have prosperity, peace, quietness, rest, to set at one again. Don't we need that in our souls and spirits? A state of national tranquility, exemption from the rage and havoc of war, security, safety, the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and content with his earthly lot of whatever sort that is. That's what peace is in the Greek. In Christ, you can be going through crap and still it is well with my soul. Because in Christ equals peace. But it also says here's the other equation in the world equals having trouble. Huh. Trouble means pressure, affliction, anguish, burden, persecution, tribulation, trouble, oppressing, pressure, oppression, distress. That doesn't sound overly happy to me. But Jesus is saying, I don't want you to live in some fairy tale land, so when it happens, you're not derailed. Do you know why most Christians are derailed by times of trouble and persecution and harassment? It's because they didn't think it would happen because they're in the will of God. It's not that it happened. It's that they thought, hang on, I'm doing God's will. He should be protecting me from all this. He's, he told us, you want all this? You need to share in my suffering so they can share in my glory. You, 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 you. He told us, in me you can have peace. You need it because in the world you're going to have trouble. They're going to hate you. They're going to try. I was reading t- today in John where, where, where it says that people, they actually thought there's going to come to a time where people, if they, even if they kill you, they think, well, we're doing God a service here. Yeah. Isn't that the world we live in with the terrorism and stuff? I'm doing God a service, getting rid of all these infidels. We need to understand this is not... This is not a sign the outside of the will of God. Why am I telling us this? Well, good question. I'll tell you in a second. The last equation is, Jesus is greater than the world. Get the greatest sign: Jesus, greater than the world. Jesus, the, the peace in me is greater than the trouble around us. And I've got five minutes for the last thing, which is connected to what I've just said, because you might be saying, why the heck did he tell us that? Number one, because if we know the truth, the truth will set us free. I need you to hear this. I've got five minutes. Can I bring this home? Here's the last thing God said to me. I've already spoken about great diversity, great singularity. I've spoken about being prepared for troubles. Here's the last thing. Living with spiritual paradox. Not contradiction. Paradox. Paradox. What is a paradox? Well, I'm glad you asked. It means a seemingly absurd, a seemingly contradictory statement or proposition, which when investigated may prove to be well-founded and true. With the kingdom of God, it is not either or, it is both and. We need to understand this with the kingdom of God, it's not having peace or having trouble. The kingdom of God, the great paradox, the spiritual paradox is in me, you will have peace, in this world, you'll have trouble. If you want to share in my glory, then you need to share in my suffering. If you want to live, then you got to die. This is a spiritual paradox, and our lack in the body is we don't understand spiritual paradox. We want the one side of a multifaceted God, and the word of the The Lord to you and I today is having peace and having trouble at the same time as a spiritual paradox that we need to learn to live with. So what are you saying, Father? Three things and I'm done. Don't fight to escape suffering and trouble. Now, I'm not talking if you're sick, don't pray for healing. And I'm not talking if you're oppressed, don't pray for uh, healing. I'm not talking about if you're in financial um, problems, not exercising wise stewardship and wisdom. I'm not talking about that because please hear the whole counsel of what I'm preaching to you. If indeed we share in his suffering. I'm talking about being persecuted for righteousness' sake. You might say, but I'm not being persecuted for righteousness' sake. If someone knows you're a Christian and and they're bad-mouthing you, you're being persecuted for righteousness' sake. Don't go down to the just the worst case scenario, I'm not being killed or I'm not, I'm not under terrorist attack or, or whatever it is. L- let's go to day by day, people in your family, people in your work, in your school. If they, if they point fingers at you, if they poke fun at you, I'm going the low level, right the whole way through. Come on. If it's because you're a believer in Jesus Christ, then that is his suffering. And the word of the Lord is don't fight to escape it. What? Don't give your energy to try and stop it. And don't give your time to defend yourself. Jesus kept his mouth silent like a lamb led to the slaughter. He was silent. They asked him questions and he did not defend himself. Some of us need to get past defending ourselves, please. So what do I do, Steve, if I'm in suffering for righteousness' sake? Two things. Keep your eyes fixed on the future glory that is promised to us who suffer now for righteousness' sake. Come on, you want all these things? Right, you'll get them if you share in his suffering so that you can share in his glory. We are going to be seated with Him, ruling and reigning with Him, worshipping Him, free from pain and suffering and disease and depression forever and ever and ever. And He says your present sufferings are not worth comparing to the future glory. You want to go through the present tribulation and trials now? Don't escape them. Focus on for the joys set before Him. Number two, keep your eyes So number one is keep your eyes fixed on the future glory that is promised to us who suffer now for righteousness sake. Number two is keep your eyes fixed on the present Christ who lives in us, who is the Prince of Peace. Because in me you'll have peace, in the world you'll have trouble and (laughs) persecution. Keep your eyes on the, fixed, fixed. Come on, fix your eyes on Jesus. Don't take a casual glance and then keep on... Magnifying your stinking problem. Come on. We got to fix our eyes on the future glory. Keep on reminding yourself about, man, this is, this is just, this is, man, this is a fleeting, it's a, it's a mist, it's a vapor, this life, compared to eternity. So, the word of the Lord to us today is let's be people that are about our Father's business. Let's be people that bring God glory. help. By finishing the work that he gave us to do. Let's be people that are of great diversity, but with great singularity. That the validity of our expression and our action is connected to, does it point people towards God? Are you with me, my friends? And that we are ones that we understand that in this life we will have Trouble, persecution. We will have it. But I want to be one that if I suffer, I suffer for righteousness' sake, not for stupidity's sake. Is that blunt enough? Come on. Let's not. Let's. <laughs> let's not somehow wear this stupid sort of. I'm suffering for righteousness' sake when we're making stupid. This. Let's not dishonor God like that. Let's be people that live life for the glory of God, knowing that it's an offense to some. And there might be things thrown, but don't defend yourself. Let's keep on being ones that point people towards God. Let's point people to God and let's keep our eyes on the future glory that's, man, going to be revealed in us and that we're going to enjoy forever. Come on, come on. Young people, it's not a long way to run. Seriously, I can remember being your age. I'm 46 now. It's not a long time for eternity. There's a future glory. But also keep our eyes on the present Christ who's in us. Not just future, it's present. He's present. He's our present salvation and our future salvation. Come on. We're going to be with God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit forever and ever 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 so let's honor him now let's finish the work he's given us to do now and i am done thanks for listening for more content head to our website DavidMcCracken.org.